This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. Welcome back into News Radio WGNS. It is 8:14 and a comfy 65 out the door for you. Fall is finally here, and our guest this morning for the action line, we got Patience Long joining us from the Center for the Arts. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having. I usually say us on, but I'm solo today, so thanks for having me on. <laughs> Absolutely, and we're going to connect with Denise a little later, and uh, we got a lot to talk about. So I, I feel like we it's been forever since we've chatted, but um, I think when we when we talked last. Uh, we were still trying to figure out COVID and, yep. and to what fashion you guys could continue, and everybody for that matter. Yep. Um, and I'm excited because I think some of these things were starting to get figured out. Yep. Wrapping up 2020, but I think we're getting some momentum. So whatever 2021 holds, I'm confident we can keep pushing forward and getting back to uh, getting back to doing some of the things we love. Yep. So I wanted to start off from the top. We have a big fundraiser coming up. We big do. Bash coming up. We can start there, and we'll just work our way down. Sure. We've got a lot to cover today. Yeah. So the Bash fundraiser, it's usually called the Backstage Bash and it's held in April of every year. And it's our biggest fundraiser we have. Um, we use that money to, to fund staff salaries and, and a lot of things, scholarships that we do for children. Um, and, of course, when it, things hit in March, we're like, oh, let's, let's scoot it towards June. And then, you know, April, May, June, we're like, oh, let's scoot it towards October, probably virtual. Um, but we have decided, the, the BASH committee decided um, probably about a month and a half ago, you know what, let's just do it. Let's do it in person but let's do it safely outdoors um so we are actually going to do it next saturday october 17th um it's from five to seven and it's at cannonsburg village um and we have a really fun evening planned um we're really excited about taking it outdoors we think first of all it's safe so we're really comfortable with that but um it's going to be good to see people you know because we've been kind of held up in our home so it'll be really nice um so it's from five to seven october 17th at cannonsburg tickets are still available normally by this time there's no tickets available, but the venue's a lot larger than what's inside the center, so we're able to sell more tickets to it. Um, and then we're actually honoring Ted and Gloria LaRoche at this event um, because they have been such a big supporter of arts and, and all community um, aspects since, you know, 20 years ago. When we 25 years ago, they, they helped establish the center. So um, we're honoring them. We've got the five senses catering it. We have a special live performance from the ladies of Mamma Mia. Awesome. So that'll be fun. Um, we've got drinks, and um, we've kind of coordinated the parking. Um, we've got some fun live auction packages and a few fun games. We've got a great auctioneer, Jay Cash, going to be there. So, I mean... Yes, our goal is to raise money, but it really is to say thank you to those who have supported us. Um, come out, support live theater. Um, let's raise a little money and have a good time while we're doing it. 
So this is going to be from 5 to 7. Now, is that going to be one of those events you can get there around 4 and kind of hang out, and there's going to be entertainment for a few hours and then hang out afterwards? Is this kind of an all-evening type of deal? It is not. We decided to do a really short 5 to 7. That way um, people weren't mingling with each other longer than they needed to be. Mm. Um, so we, we just really kind of talked to the health department a little bit about what was you know the best for this event, and that's kind of what they suggested. So we do have a 4.30 reception plan with our sponsors, which we have so many of them, um, and we just cannot think them enough for all they have done. The top ones are Adams Family Foundation, uh, CBS Bank, City Auto, Lawyers Lawyers Land and Title, Ingram Contact, Content Group, and then a lot of other people that have supported us and, and have supported us. And honestly, that's, I think, why I'm here today and why the center's still here is we just have great community support and we just cannot thank our sponsors, our donors, our patrons, and our volunteers enough. So you mentioned there's more space for this event compared to last year or previous years because yep. it would have been held indoors. What are some other things that might look different for folks who have been there in the past that are, or that are thinking, you know, what, what are we in store for this year? Yep. So there is no silent auction. Um, that's one thing that um, we decided to take out this year because we usually feature a lot of local businesses and you know, we're all struggling, and we didn't feel comfortable asking them for donations while they're struggling. So we decided to kind of take that out of it. Um, but we do have a great live auction lined up. And then we have a new game called 1 to 100, um, where it's a foam board, and people can choose one square. So there's 100 numbers on it. They can choose a square, like one, and they give a dollar. They could choose one through five and give, you know, that much money. But if everyone takes a square... At the end of the day, that's $5,000 raised for the center. So that's a new game. Um, we're also doing our favorite game, Heads or Tails, where you buy beads. And for every bead, you get a chance at the Heads or Tail game. So the auctioneer flips a coin, and you put your hands on your head or your bum, your tail. And then if whichever it lands on, if it lands on what you're holding, you get to stand up. And by the end of the thing, there's one person left standing, and they get a big prize. So that, that's going to be fun, too. And that's cool. We got, the, we got the extra room, so these are some of the things you can do if you can spread people out, get people outside. That seems like being outside and, and wearing a mask is really... Um, helped, helped kind of slow down the spread. And we've seen that with uh, different professional sports, even some of those guys are, are figuring out ways to, you know, be on the sidelines, be on the field together. But if you got masks, you're outside, you spread out and you, you know, use common sense and you're conscious of some of these things that it, it seems to be working well. So uh, awesome news that we're able to get this thing fired off and uh, a little bit later in the year, but I, I think it'll be good weather and, you know, flannel and jean type of weather. Absolutely. It'll be good outdoor kind of weather. So. Yep. Um, and they, people, if they're interested in buying tickets, they can just go to our website. Borroughartsorg That's B-O-R-O-A-R-T-S dot org. Um, and then there's a big, on the very front, you'll see stuff about our CSA. You'll see stuff about the bash. You click on that, and you can buy tickets right there. And again, that's, tickets are $100 for one and two tickets for $175. Um, and again, this is our biggest fundraiser, and I cannot stress enough how important this fundraiser is to the center and what we do because we have been hit hard along with many other arts organizations and other organizations in the area. But this has been a really tough year for us. We're going to survive, but this is going to absolutely help us kind of to the next until we're able to get back to semi-normal. Awesome. Well, we have our first listener question pop up this morning. They're asking if this is all ages and also it's outdoors. Can they bring a dog? Is it um, one of those where you, you know what's so funny? I never. No one's asked that question. Um, yeah, it is for all ages. We're saying, you know, if you want to bring your kids, feel free. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I think since it's outdoors, absolutely can bring dogs if you want. Awesome. Um, it's just going to be a really fun 
casual, laid-back kind of evening with some good entertainment. Very cool. Yep. And that's all coming up. That's going to be, and i got it pulled up in front of me here, uh, Saturday, October 17th from 5 to 7. Still time to get those tickets. They can do that online. Absolutely. And online, you can also make a donation if you're not able to come. So awesome. that would also be appreciated. Very cool. And I was actually going through the website this morning, just kind of checking some things out. A lot of information on there. So that's uh, borougharts.org. Lots of information on there. If you missed something this morning or you're just curious, if you have other questions, uh, you can always reach out to us here at 615-893-1450. But uh, as I said, lots of information on that website if you'd like to learn more on that. So what has been going on since we spoke last time? Sure. Has there been any, any kind of performances, any kind of activities that uh, maybe, we, maybe that we've missed? We haven't had you on in, in yeah. a handful of weeks. We've missed you guys. But uh, what's been happening since we spoke last? Yeah. So, well, let me give you guys an update, those that haven't maybe kind of paid attention to what's happened at the center. In March, of course, we had a halt our season, and we haven't started it up again. And I get a lot of questions. This is the number one question I get. You know, what do our season tickets do? What if I have tickets? What do I do? Just hold on to them all. We are planning to honestly fulfill the 2020 season whenever we're safe to do so. Um, so if that means in 2021 we start off where we left off, that's what we're going to do. So um, so we're just, we're calling it postponement. Some theaters have decided to cancel it. Some people, we are not. We had a great, it was our 25th anniversary season. We had some fantastic shows lined up and we're really excited to bring them to you guys. So whenever it's safe to do so, we will. Um, so that's what's happening with that. And then, you know, we have been trying to figure out how to do theater in a safe environment in COVID. And we decided to kind of, we realized outdoor seems pretty safe. Um, so the first thing we did uh, for a live performance was do Charlotte's Web on City Plaza. That happened last month. Um, and it was a really great first experience for us. We've never taken things outdoors. We've, we've not done that. We we actually had two different casts, um, casts for this, and they never, they never met. Just in case one had to quarantine, we could still move forward with it. We had socially distanced blocking, meaning that we tried to get the actors no more than six feet, um, you know, d- no closer than six feet on stage. And then we actually um, rehearsed outdoors and when I say it was in September they started rehearsing in July so it, those actors and volunteers really stepped up to the plate I, I, when I at the end of it I said I cannot thank you enough you know we ask our volunteers for so much to begin with but you guys went above and beyond so thank you to that cast and crew um, and I thought it was a great event um, I think the City Plaza is a fantastic location they were so great to work with I just cannot say enough good things about the City of Murfreesboro and the Limbaugh Lim- Library they were amazing um, and then we are actually this is why we're going to call Denise soon. We're starting up our in-person classes for Wonderful. our children's program on Monday. You know, we waited a little bit to decide that to see how schools were going. Um, I sent my school, my kids back, you know, um, and they, they're wearing the masks. So we've decided to do it and we're going on the Rutherford County School Safety Guidelines. So how they're doing it, we're doing it. Um, but it's a way for us to bring safe, you know, after school programs to children that need it um and then with that we're actually going to plan another outdoor performance in december um our production class is rudolph the red-nosed reindeer it's a brand new show released by our big the biggest royalty company mti and it's the same songs you love from when you've seen it on tv every year um and we're going to bring that to life on stage outdoors in december i'm still working on securing the venue and the dates but it'll probably be the second or third weekend of december so we're really excited about that Fantastic. I wanted to rewind. You mentioned uh, all the shows for 2020, for the most part, postponed, pushing them back a year. But you said to hold on to the tickets. So the tickets are still going to be good. Um, See, a lot of places maybe would decide we're just going to cancel and we're just going to have another free-for-all. And when we we bring new shows up, people can buy the tickets again. How come you guys decided uh, to hold those tickets? I I I love the idea, but what what was the thought process? Yeah, so honestly, you know, those that have kind of been on the journey with us the last 
five years or six years would know that we've had an extremely successful run at theater. Our season tickets have increased by 97% since when I first got there. So we have so many dedicated patrons that have season tickets. And I thought it was kind of a slap in their face to not kind of, because you buy season tickets, one, to support the theater, but because it's a great season. Mm -hmm. And again, we had directors lined up. We had production crew. We had all these people that were excited about the show. They had gotten the scripts. They started looking and researching. So we just didn't want to disappoint anyone. Um, So that's why we decided. We said, you know, we have so many season ticket holders. Why cancel and redo it when it was a great season and all they have to do is hold on to their ticket? So, um, and it seems like everyone's appreciative of that. And the ones that aren't, we've talked to one-on-one and, you know, we made arrangements. So, um that's what we decided to do. And I love the idea, and I think that's that's cool. It's kind of building up the anticipation. If you have those tickets sitting on your dresser, or you have them saved in your email, or you have them waiting for you at the Center for the Arts, you're you're just kind of waiting. And once that once that event kicks off, it is going to be it's going to be awesome. And yep. I think I think it's it's a long wait, but uh, you know certainly it, it will pay off. And uh, you know you guys are again doing what you can do and, and doing it well. I think I'm, yeah. I'm happy with. Uh, the fact that we're you know kind of moving forward with a lot of these shows and and Nick, I will say this. Um, I will say some people have noticed that other theaters around us maybe have started opening and doing shows, and so I'm also getting a lot of questions on why isn't the center? And um, the reason why is because our theater is so intimate; it has 126 seats, and you know I don't know if you've ever been to a show, but we sell out constantly. We t- we turn 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 shows um, with our season ticket holders. If we were to do a socially distanced performance with nine shows like we typically do, um, that's not even enough to cover our season ticket holders. So it is not feasible for us. We would lose money and have to shut the doors if we were to move forward with a socially distanced performance because our theater is so small. So this is, I love our theater and I love the intimacy and I love that there is no seat is not a good seat in our theater. But in this situation, there are others who have a lot larger auditorium that's not used to selling out mm. that the 30% capacity is what their typical, you know, ticket clientele is. So not us. So that's why right now outdoors is best for us. So this next question is going to be to brag on some of you guys a little bit, some of the um, you know some of the talent, some of the people behind the scenes. But when you have a year of shows lined up and then they get postponed and you have to move it to the next year, I'm sure there are some people. Uh, life happens. You have kids. You move. You start new jobs. Things happen that that maybe hey we could have done it in 2020, but if we have to do it next year, I don't know if I'll still be here. Uh, those those types of things yep, come up. So how how did you guys restaff, retool? Relearn, reteach, and then keep everybody also on the bubble to say, "Hey, we're going to do this. It's going to be a year from now, so you got to be ready." Yeah. What was that like? It, it, we're still doing it. It's more of a wait and see. So, um, like we had auditioned Matilda and already um, started rehearsals with that when all this happened. Um, we decided to move forward with Mama Mia and do um, in-person, aud- no, video auditions with that one. So there's some shows that literally got cast and then just are on hold and with Matilda just let for those that at home that don't know um, it's about a school-aged child who's about nine years old so can you imagine us casting because we did a double cast of Matilda and we don't know when those kids are going to be able to go on stage so they might have started a little girl and ended up you know two years later so um you know we're just what do I tell everyone just it's okay pivot you know we have to be flexible mm-hmm. um so we're doing the best we can and the people that like are the directing of the shows they're going to continue to direct them until we have a definite date and then they'll let us know there's actually we share a lot of the talent with other theaters <laughs> and you know normally people kind of the the really talented ones decide you know I'm going to go here for June I'm going to go here for you know and so there's going to be a time when we all start doing shows together and there's going to be people been like I want to do all three and I'm like I know but you can only choose one so there's it's going to be a little bit of, you know, adjustment when it all starts again. But that's okay. We're just, we just want it to start again, you know? 
Absolutely. Patience Long, our guest this morning for the Action Line. We'll be catching up with Denise Parton here shortly. And, uh, uh, of course, at the end of the hour, we're going to be talking about the Frosty Fun Run, which is going to be coming up. But that's going to be a whole other ball of wax. We'll get to that in about 25 minutes near the top of the hour. Uh, you mentioned you guys have you know shared talent with some of the other theaters in the area. And when we spoke around March, you said that a lot of the theaters were kind of brainstorming and getting together and trading ideas, and, and everybody was trying to stay afloat together, for lack of a better term. Yep. Uh, have you guys continued those conversations and said, hey, we did uh, you know, 60 people inside the theater, and it worked? Yeah. We did uh, half capacity, and it didn't work. Have you had those conversations? Absolutely. Um, and you know, it was a, we've never done that before as theaters in this area, kind of banded together, and we did, and it was a great it was great to get to know one another, to kind of trust one another, to, to see what's working there, what's not working there. So we've decided, at least for the weekly meetings, we don't do it anymore. But we have reached out to each other going, hey, you know, have you... I'm hearing about grants that sometimes doesn't fit with the center, so I pass it along to those that it does. So um, we've been really kind of still staying in touch and, and, and touching base with each other, and um, we're in this together. <laughs> really, we all are in this together, so... Absolutely. Well, we're going to take a quick, quick timeout. Denise Parton joining us when we come back. We'd like to remind everybody that Weather and Traffic This Hour brought to you by First Class Sales and Service of Smyrna. They're conveniently located at 307 Hazelwood Drive in Smyrna and reminding you not to wait on that fall tune-up. In fact, they are going to give you 10% off of all uh, 10% off labor costs for your fall tune-up now through the end of October. So you have a couple of weeks left, folks. That's 10%. That's free money right off the top. That's what they're willing to do for you to make sure you're ready for these cooler months. As the temperature cools, make sure you can rely on your car to keep you warm and get you where you need to go safely. Stop by First Class Sales and Service of Smyrna, located at 307 Hazelwood Drive, right there in Smyrna. It's just a few minutes up the road here from the station also. So um, for anybody looking to save a couple bucks, that's a fall tune-up. It's something you need to do. You need to make sure your car is ready to go. So keep that in mind. We'll be right back. We're going to take a quick look at the weather. When we come back, we'll be joined with Denise Parton. Mainly cloudy this afternoon with areas of rain, highs in the mid-70s. Chance of rain tonight, low near 65. High is 75 Saturday. Chance of showers. I'm meteorologist Laura Lockwood on News Radio WGNS. Right now, 64. Good morning. Still quite a bit of traffic volume here on 24 westbound uh, through the Hickory Hollow area, but it's moving fairly decent towards Davidson County, towards Nashville. Traffic's looking good down Sam Ridley. It's just stop and go hitting all those traffic lights. Hey, celebrate autumn at Obergallenberg during Oktoberfest. Now through November 1st, check it out, obergallenberg.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. As cold and flu season approaches, one of the best things that you can do to give somebody who is sick is a quart of Demas's chicken and rice soup. This is Peter Demas with Demas Family of Restaurants. This soup is my grandmother's recipe, and we have used this soup in order to help our family whenever we are sick. Just gives us a good comfort feeling. One of the things that you can also do is you can now ship that soup anywhere across the United States, and you can order that soup online at DemasFamilyKitchen.com. Hi, this is Riley down at Music World and Drummer's Den, inviting you to come and shop with us. We're at South Church, right across from Indian Hills. So the beauty of our store is we typically beat or match internet pricing, and the cool thing about that is you can try it out. You can actually pick up the instrument and hold it in your hand before you buy it, versus online, where you can't really see it until you get it in your hands. Come on over to the Music World and Drummer's Den, and we'll get you guys taken care of. 
We're at 2762 South Church, right across from Indian Hills. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. October is Car Care Awareness Month, and First Class Sales and Service in Smyrna wants to give you 10% off for your fall tune-up. So stop by and make sure that heat is blowing hot and your air conditioning is not. That's 10 percent off for your fall tune-up at first class sales and service in smyrna hey guys i'm marcellus from bubba gandy seafood the freshest seafood in town with a new delivery every single week the gandy name started in the seafood industry over 60 years ago in panama city florida now in the borough on memorial boulevard across from the sports Com. Welcome back in right now, 833, as we continue our conversation with the Center for the Arts. Patience Long joining us in studio, and we have Denise Parton waiting for us on the phone lines, and we welcome her in now. Good morning, Denise. Good morning. How are you today? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for giving us a few minutes and uh, letting us uh, chat with you on the phone here. We wanted to cover a couple things we've already kind of started we're just talking about what 2020s looked like for the center for the arts and there's been some challenges but you guys have overcome many of those challenges and you know we're getting back into doing events and outdoor performances and uh one of the things that i thought was a good milestone a good mile marker for for things getting back to normalcy is the in-person classes and we thought who better to chat with uh than the gal behind all that so we wanted to bring you on and uh learn more about that yeah, I'm very excited about it because it has been since actually March when we finished our uh, Aladdin, and that was over at Tucker. And then I never knew, you know, I always go from one to the next, and I never knew when we closed down Aladdin that we wouldn't be back until October in person, you know. So um, we did do classes online, but that is just, it's not the same as being with everyone in person and you know, and doing theater live. So, yes, we're starting back Monday, actually. Uh, we have a good bunch of kids coming back, signing up. I think everybody was ready. And so we're just going to hit the ground running with this. Fantastic. Well, I am excited. Again, that's, you know, kind of a, a milestone as far as getting back in front of people and, you know, something we I think we maybe we've taken for granted for a while. You never would have thought that uh, being within six feet of somebody could be a problem, but um, you know, right now that's something that we have to deal with. But getting back in-person classes is huge. And uh, would you agree that a lot of these kids that you that you teach at a young age and some of these people in these classes, you know, they end up going to do more at the Center for the Arts or different, um, you know, different stages like that. Uh, that's kind of the building blocks to keep things going. So some of these kids are, are probably going to step up the ladder and maybe you know they'll be in the big production in a couple years. They'll be at the Center for the Arts or somewhere else. So uh, would you agree it's it's important to get to these kids and do these classes at a young age? And this is you know, something that's important to keep to keep the uh, arts alive. That's absolutely true. It's And I've seen that happen over the years. And it, if you want to build your theater and you want to have good, you know, faithful donors and you want to have future directors and performers and teachers, then you start, you know, you start building a foundation and you start with the kids. And I have seen that, you know, many times that they grow up. I mean, my, my older children grew up in a theater and it's like that's the one thing they want to contribute to and and help out if needed because it gave them so many memories when they were younger. So um, if that is true. And then I've seen even in my own program here for the past five years, um, kids that were teenagers when they started grew up out of it and uh, are now doing main stage shows and wanting to assist direct and, and doing so many, you know, video photography and different things 
Sports Center helping out. So it's right. That's the way you that's the way you build your theater from the ground up with children because they'll really invest. And I will also say for those that don't want to pursue a career in arts or on stage, they learn so much being in a performing arts class, teamwork, um, communication skills. And, you know, Denise and I know that study after study shows that kids involved in arts at a young age are just better, well-rounded adults. They do better in school, um, more likely to stay in school. So while it's great to get artists on stage and continue them and kind of feed them, it's also great to get kids involved in arts. There's there's only good things can come from it. So that's what I'm proud of is are not only the kids that are super talented um, that go, you know, on to bigger and better things, but it's those kids that get those fundamentals, communication, teamwork, um, empathy skills that, you know, they wouldn't get otherwise. So proud of that too. Talk about scheduling, um, availability. Uh, what, what is this going to look like uh, for people that maybe have been involved in the past or they're saying, you know, this is new. This is new to me. I, I've, I've never heard of, uh, you know, these, these in-class, uh, in-person classes, but, but we're interested. Uh, what do the folks need to know? Well, our, they are after-school um, theater training, so all our classes begin at 4 p.m. Um, they run until 7 o'clock at night at the center. And so, you know, they get out of school so have a little snack and come over to the center and um, they can just learn there and do their theater there. We have classes Monday through Thursday um, and there is a variety to choose from. We have a production class and this year we're doing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and we're going to hopefully take that outdoors and uh, do some magical performances. It'll be very festive and exciting for the kids to be a part of that. Uh, we have, if you know, if if your child isn't ready to get on the stage and perform in front of a crowd, but is so interested, we have our musical theater class, and that's kind of like an intro to musical theater. Uh, teaches the three elements, which is, you know, of course, singing, um, dancing, and acting. And those classes for musical theater are on Monday and Wednesday night, and that class is filling up fast. And the theme for that is Nightmare Before Christmas. So they'll be doing a lot of fun songs like This is Halloween, What is This, and the Oogie Boogie Man. Um, and doing scenes from the movie. So that is a good way to get them started. Now, that class culminates in a showcase demonstration for parents uh, and not a live performance to the public, so they don't have to worry about that. But they get to do all the fun of choreo and, and voice and acting those scenes out. We also have a class for our mini performers, our young ones, and that is called our mini performer class. And the theme of that is also Rudolph, uh, and they their class also culminates in a showcase uh, for the parents and we have um, art class and that's for those who would love to draw and do watercolors and paint not so much want to get on stage and sing but but love to be involved in the arts and we have that class as well so and then we have just a simple acting class for those who think I can't sing I can't dance I don't want to do that but I love to act and I I would love to experience that so we have a class called act up so um, we have a lot to choose from and they're all going to be fun and exciting and we just can't wait to start. Now, do these classes overlap? Is it something maybe you would you would do one at a time? Um, talk about that. If somebody wanted to do maybe two, three, or four of these classes, uh, could they do that over a period of time, or do they overlap? Are they different times of the week? No, they do not overlap, and I do that on purpose in case they, you know, that they think, oh, I, I would like to do this, but I'd also like to do that. So uh, all of our classes are standalone, separate, one ends before the other one begins. So they can take multiple classes, and actually that is encouraged. Even my um, more experienced students in the production class, I always encourage them. I'll say, why don't you take a musical theater class this time? Because in production class, we are so busy 
learning every element of production and actually rehearsing our show that sometimes it would be nice for them to just pause a minute and take a music theater class where they don't have to worry about, you know, the goal of performing a show, but just work on technique. Um, and the same with our ACT UP. I do encourage a lot of our students to take a, take a class of ACT UP because we're going to be studying character voices or we're going to be doing certain things this one. So it is, um, it is organized where they can take more than one class. Wonderful. I, I wanted to ask both of you, and I, I can, uh, you know, we can go back and forth on this. Uh, Patience, you mentioned for um, for some of the outdoor activities, and that you guys are following the guidelines, Murfreesboro City School guidelines, Murphy, Rutherford County School Rutherford guidelines. County, yes, yep. Rutherford County School uh, guidelines, um, and I'm sure it goes the same for these in-person classes. But if you could just run through some of the things that you guys have learned, some of the things that you have to do, some of the things that you're doing um, to comply with, yep. with some of the social distancing and, and keeping people safe. So first off, we've um, we normally don't have limits to our classes because we do have a bit large space with theater and large space with gallery, but we're limiting it. So there's only 20 kids, no more than 20 kids per class, and they can be social distance. They will be social distance. Um, they have to wear a mask. They're required to wear a mask indoors. Um, when we do start rehearsing the production class, it will be masked, and then when Denise takes it outdoors for those rehearsals, they can take the masks off, but they will be social distance. Um, we kind of shut down the water fountains like they tell us to, so they're asking kids to bring water bottles, and then we have this whole cleaning checklist at the end of the, the we're going to have the counselors start disinfecting stuff, and then we have a cleaning crew coming in every night so by the next day of classes it's going to be completely clean and sterile so um but yeah that's it kudos to denise to figuring out how to make in-person theater classes work in this COVID environment and you know we didn't know how denise and i we didn't know how this was going to go over with parents we weren't sure if they were still afraid to take their kids and um i think there's two things i think they trust the center in denise um and they're ready for their kids to get out and have some social interaction even though it might just be their eyeballs at first <laughs> um so kudos to denise to making this happen in this <clears throat> environment that we're in today so good job denise and denise anything well. you want to add to that Yes, um, I'm going to say kudos right back to Patience because <laughs> she's the one. She's our eye in the sky, man. She knows. She keeps her eye on every regulation and guideline, and she does, she is the one that's keeping us safe, you know, and she's the one telling me, hey, we're going to have to. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a claustrophobic person, and masks aren't ideal for me, but, you know, I've actually become very uh, used to them. And knowing, and I was, I was just worried, thinking like, oh, will it be fun? Will the kids, you know, can they sing and dance? And then we've done a, a couple of rehearsals. We're planning something for Halloween morning uh, at the uh, farmers market, and so we've had some an intense dance rehearsal, and we've social distanced, and they've worn their masks the entire time. And I was worried, thinking this dance is so intense that you know I don't know if they'll be able to do the mask. But you know, it didn't seem to bother anybody. Yeah. Everybody was fine with it. So, and I think children are at school all day with them, so it's kind of become something that it's not like a shock for them oh we have to wear a mask it's kind of like okay yeah i understand we have to wear a mask so, yeah, so we're going to keep everybody safe <laughs> denise nick and i were talking earlier and i said we just we just waited to see how schools were going and once my, th my yeah. three kids are in school and they can wear masks all day and they don't complain i'm like i think we can do this <laughs> yeah we can and i think people want to do it the, the children are are really wanting to get back and and i think that's a lot like desire sometimes overcomes a lot of obstacles you know and that's for you know, I always say um, every discipline is rooted in the desire that produced it. And so to me, you can ask patience. I'm, I'm kind of like, oh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to wear a mask. I'll do that. But a desire to get back and, and perform, you know, it cultivates that discipline. So, yeah, every discipline is rooted in the desire that produces it. And we so desire to get back and give, 
you know, the kids an outlet and give the community art. You know, so yeah. it's okay. It's, it's it's a small price to pay, and we'll get through this. And, Nick, I will say, you know, our staff has dwindled down to just four of us right now. And our motto is do not give up. I mean, the show will go on, and this is the great, this is the great four people here will not give up. Um, and so we are doing whatever we can to keep arts alive here at Murfreesboro. And so kudos to the staff to keep going and pushing through these hard obstacles, you know. And they just, they're, they're, they're pushing down barriers every day. So good job to our staff. We got about five minutes left, and I want to remind everybody, if you're just joining us, uh, Patience Long joining us in studio, and Denise Parton joining us here on the WGNS phone line. We're talking everything Center for the Arts as you guys get back to it and um, start getting back into some of the things we love, the live performances and the classes and um, a talent show and just some different things going on. And it's, it's great to see you guys back and moving and back in action. That's that's a great sign, I think, for everything um, that you're able to do some of these things. We had a listener question ask about uh, donating cleaning supplies, masks, things like that. Are you guys interested? Is that something that would be helpful oh, if wow. anybody had sanitizer and, and masks? And Please, the- yes. Um, we're currently, next week, we're going to be open Monday through Thursday, 10 to 2. That's when our office hours will be. So if you can, call and arrange a time to kind of drop it off. But yes, that would help us save a lot of money. We just kind of had to spend, spend some money for masks recently. Um, so any penny we can save is a penny we can put towards performing arts at a future date. So yes, please, we would take sanitizer, masks, cleaning supplies. I'm looking for the spray Lysol that that has disappeared and we need it for our fabric seats. So um, anything like that that you guys could donate, we'll absolutely take it. Fantastic. And then I wanted to ask you as well, uh, limited class size. So before I, I think you just fill the, the, uh, the, the whole theater and put somebody on stage, and, and that'd kind of be your teacher-student format. Uh, but now it's it's got to be spread out. You guys are outside, so this will most likely sell out. It will be yes. booked out. Yes. There are, I, I, I think the minis, Denise, help me out. The minis yes. class is already filled up, our, right? Yes. yes, our minis class is already sold out, and there's a waiting list for that class. So uh, for those mini performers, that one is closed, but we are putting your child on a waiting list in case we have some cancellations at the last minute. Um, ACT UP is also closed. Uh, so what we have, we only have actually two spots left for musical theater and just a couple left for the production, and I think one more left for art. So if you want in, you better get on right as we get off this show, because <laughs> they will go fast. And that's bittersweet, because, you know, obviously you'd want everybody to be a part yeah. of it, but there is a, a cap size. But the fact that they're already yeah. filling up or filled out, yeah. I think is awesome. It just it shows that, that people love what you guys do, and they're excited to get back to it, so... Absolutely. Awesome. Well, ladies, we have just about two minutes left. Any final thoughts? We can start with Denise. We got her on the phone. Denise, any final thoughts uh, this morning before we uh, let you go? I'm just, you know, I'm just looking forward to the future. You know, it's like I'm, I'm really excited. And just keep keep moving forward is my motto. And I think patience and all of us, too. It, it's been a crazy year. But we've realized, you know, I think that, that what builds character is sometimes you know it's if you take the easy route you know it's easy but you don't learn a lot but this has been a hard road but we have learned a lot and we have laughed more than we've learned i think that's the best medicine you know for COVID is just laughter and get through this and learn as we go all righty well denise thank you so much and uh, we're going to catch up with you guys here uh closer to the end of the year i want to learn more about this uh this christmas production and, and some of the other things that are going on and by then we'll have a better look at 2021 so um keep the date open we'll be uh, talking again soon all right thank thanks you. for having us on
Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And uh, Patience, I wanted to thank you as as we wrap up. Any final thoughts on your end as we uh, just have about a couple minutes? Yes. Yeah, so I would highly recommend going to our website, borougharts.org. That's B-O-R-O-A-R-T-S.org. Not only can you register for classes or buy tickets to the bash, we now have a second online art gallery that you can look at art created during the quarantine which is so interesting um so always check out our website um always always call us we we actually have a live person answering the phone monday through friday nine to five um so just because our office might not be open we are still here to for the community and um just thank you to all those that have called had words of encouragement donated we literally would not be here without you so thank you to all of our sponsors donors and patrons and volunteers Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on and uh, keeping the information flowing and, and working. Said you guys are down to like four people on staff. So thank you for doing what you're doing. I think you guys are you guys are kicking butt, working overtime, and uh, we really appreciate that. So thank you. You're welcome. All righty. Well, we are wrapping up, folks. We have a couple more minutes left this hour. We're going to catch up with uh, Krista Dugash from Fleet Feet. We're going to be talking the Frosty Fun Run, Truman Show coming up in the 9 o'clock hour, Rutherford Issues coming up in the 10 o'clock hour. We'll be chatting with Matt Gillespie of the N. Uh, AA, and we're going to take a look at high school athletics as, uh, you know, that's something we've been excited for, and it looks like it's working. So we're going to learn more about that, figure out why it's working, and we're going to see what uh, the rest of this athletic school year has to hold. That's all coming up in Rutherford Issues. But right now we're going to take a quick time out, and uh, we're going to talk Frosty Fun Run coming up next. Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett. Weekday mornings at 10. WGNS, your good neighbor station. Rutherford County's place to talk. All righty, we welcome on our next guest now, Krista Dugash from Fleet Feet. Good morning, Nick. Hey, thank you so much for uh, calling us and uh, filling us in. Now, we have a uh, cool event coming up. It's going to be just about a month and a half out, and we're talking to the perfect person for this, who uh, Krista Dugash, of course, with Fleet Feet, and we're going to be talking about the Frosty Fun Run this morning. Krista, what do we need to know about this Frosty Fun Run? Sounds like a blast. Sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, Talk about that fundraiser. Talk about that event. this year since the pandemic has all the races have changed um we've had to make some changes to the frosty fun run so we need we need the help of our community because the fun run benefits casa um the kids that are in foster care as well as underprivileged kids and we know that there's more kids in foster care this year and um there's more underprivileged kids in needs due to the isolation of the virus so the frosty fun run basically provides christmas for these families these kids that essentially would not have a christmas and this is our 12th year so what we've had to do as a group is we've had to get together and to decide how can we benefit these kids especially now that there's more this year than there has been previously to give them the benefits that they deserve so what we've done is we've had to increase our pricing so that we can go in and give these families essentially what they need this year we've we have 
decided to have the Frosty Fun Run from Thanksgiving Day, which is November the 26th, all the way through December the 5th. So anybody, you can run any mileage during that time. And we're asking for just a donation of $25, $50, or $75. All of the race proceeds go back into the families. And after talking with CASA and talking with Parks Christmas for the Children, this year more than ever, we need to take these funds and go out and buy what's essential to these families. So each year, we take care of over 400 families. So that's providing Christmas, over $150 to each family. Due to the pandemic, due to the COVID-19, older kids in foster care are still there. They're not getting placed as they have previously. And I think talking with the director of CASA yesterday, there's one to three new families each week that are continually going into the system. We're known for what we've done for the Christmases each year. This is, once again, this is our 12th year, but it's essential now, and we're calling for help this year. That's incredible. We actually were speaking with the folks from CASA just a few weeks ago, and they admitted a lot of the same things you're saying with uh, COVID this year. Adoption numbers have been down, but uh, you know, kids coming into these foster homes and that have, have still been a priority, still been something that they've dealt with on their end. Uh, so this sounds like a great way and one of many to maybe help those kids out. And uh, what, a, what a time to do so around Thanksgiving, around Christmas, when you know people really, um, that's when you're really spending a lot of time with your family. And that's you know a, a time that these kids maybe won't be able to experience the same way. Uh, so I love the idea to try to help them out, to try to get them some things and, and, and try to make this season a little bit better for them. Now we're talking Frosty Fun Run. That's going to be November 26th through December 5th. And we're, of course, speaking with Krista Dugash right now from Fleet Feet. Uh, Krista, for, and I, I always want to ask this for, for 5Ks, for any kind of run, fundraiser, uh, for folks who, who may not be running, for folks who say, ah, you know, that's, that's not my cup of tea, but I still want to donate. I still want to help out. They can still do so, right? They can still be a part of this, even if they don't run. The running is, is fun, but for those who, who maybe are challenged in that way, this is still something you can be a part of, something you can still donate and help, help, uh, help the cause. Absolutely. Run, walk, just whatever it takes during that week to fundamentally just think about these these children and think about these families. And we've tried to really uh, put things together that would benefit any participant that does sign up. For example, we have raffles, and for anybody that registers, you get two tickets for a raffle. And what we've done is we've really tried to be very cognizant of making sure that our raffle items are worthy of people coming into the store and registering. So you can buy raffle tickets, and we will have Santa Claus actually go live on December the 5th at 5 o'clock, actually, when we kind of close close everything down at 5 o'clock, and we'll go through all of our raffles. And we have big raffle items. Um, we've got, you know, a lot of my brands and vendors are coming on board. Wonderful support from our community, outreach with our sponsors. The sponsors that have been with us have been with us pretty much from day one, and a lot more of cash contributions are coming in from them opposed to in-kind support. So running, yes. Walking, yes. Body and movement, yes. Actually, if you're breathing, we want that week to kind of be for the children. What can we do? And all of the proceeds from this race, we ante up everything, divide it in two, and it goes to these two wonderful organizations that essentially, once again, bring Christmas to these underprivileged children and families. Just a shout-out, Read to Succeed, they donate books 
for every family. So they kind of come in. One of our wonderful sponsors, they come in with all of these books, and they go. To, the books go to all of the families because we know, of course, we want these kids to be reading as well. So we're just about six weeks out from the Frosty Fun Run. Uh, remind us how folks can sign up, where they can sign up, and then as far as uh, donations for the raffle go, is that still something you need, or are you guys filled up in that way? No. We'll take reg- registration all the way up into that week. We will do raffle tickets all the way up into that week. They can go to fleetfeetmurfysboro.com. They can stop in the store. Um once again, we just and we have it on social media as well on our Facebook and our Instagram. Just just to call the store, we can kind of pinpoint anybody to the right location. And once again, Bob Parks with um, Created Parks Christmas for the Children. This has been going on for quite a few years, and Casa. Yeah, that works with um, kids in foster care, the court-appointed special advocates. We've partnered with them for 12 years, and it's something that we can't drop the ball this year. So virtual running's not – it's kind of, I think, come to, like, a standstill. We just, so we're trying to think outside the box. What can we do to entice them just to get those donations to come in? And also what we're known for is our sweatshirts. You know, So we've got the option for these wonderful sweatshirts to be – be part of the registration process so once again fleetfeetmurfysboro.com you can also go into run sign up and type in frosty fun run murfysboro and it'll come up as well and that's uh, perfect timing to work off that extra thanksgiving dinner that you're putting in that week so uh good timing on that for anybody who wants to do the run walk and uh, maybe burn off some of those uh slices of turkey and the potatoes and the pie and all that good stuff that uh, they'll be enjoying that Thanksgiving week. But uh, in all seriousness, that that is something I think people can take for granted very easily is spending time with family and holidays. And just to remember that not everybody has that same experience, but you could help somebody bring somebody that experience or, um, you know, something close to that, I think, I think is powerful. That's, that's you know, reason enough to, to get involved. We're talking about the Frosty Fun Run. That's going to be November 26th. Through December 5th, you can sign up if you head over to the Fleet Feet website and uh, all the information you can find there. Also, uh, anything about the raffle that you might need if you're if you're looking to be part of that or um, just donate, just be part of the run walk. And again, that's going to be virtual this year, but I think that could be fun. Seeing people record the videos of them running and maybe you know have have two or three people together. Of course, you know social distancing, but uh, running together and, and making these videos and making these memories could be. Uh, could be a big hit, and you know, again, just to remember to, to help those in need around uh, the, the holidays, I think is, is powerful enough to um, to get somebody to be involved in that. I wanted to ask you about Fleet Feet. If there's anything particular on that category, we need to know about any sales, any specials going on, and of course, people who are going to be doing this virtual run, virtual walk, they might need those sneakers, they might need the hoodies. Uh, what do you guys got going on in the store these days? Oh, well, you know what? Um, we just brought in a new pressure plate. So we offer this wonderful fit um, fit process to make sure that you're in the right products. But I have a 3D scanner. I can make a ghost image of your foot. Now I have a pressure plate that I can have you walk across that shows all of your foot stress markers. And it allows us to combine these two, this 3D scanner and this dynamic pressure plate to really make sure that you're in the best product for you, walking, running, if you use your feet for whatever reason. So we can actually individualize individualize your inserts and it gives us some more opportunity to make sure that we can take that ghost image of your foot and put it inside a shoe and tell you exactly how that's going to fit. So that's been something real excited where we are probably about three weeks in with the pressure plate. Uh, 
and uh, we invite anybody to come in. Of course, our services are free, but um, it's just something that we're trying to make sure that with all of the new walkers and runners out there and all of the seasonal and experienced runners that we can go in and let you see the stress markers on each foot and then how, and then how what, what we can do to uh, enhance that experience for you. All righty. Well, fantastic, Krista. Thank you so much. And I'm thinking uh, with the holiday season right around the corner, maybe a, a gift card so mom and dad or that significant other can come in. And uh, I think that's amazing how you guys can find those pressure points and, and just create that perfect fit. So uh, something to think about for those who are doing some shopping here in the coming weeks as we uh, round out 2020. Uh, but Krista, thank you so much. We're talking Frosty Fun Run today. I wanted to uh, remind everybody of those dates one more time. That's November 26th through December 5th. So we're about six weeks out. You can register now. If you stop in Fleet Feet with any questions, they can help you there, or you can go online and uh, register there and uh, find everything you need to know. Krista, any final thoughts this morning before we wrap up this Friday? No, man. Thank you so much, Nick. It's always a privilege to talk to you guys. You guys are super, and um, once again, thank you so much. All righty. Well, thank you, and uh, you have a wonderful weekend. We'll see everybody out for the Frosty Fun Run. That's November 26th through December 5th. Krista, thank you, and have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. You too. COVID-19 has changed our world. And First National Bank of Murfreesboro is here to help you. Scams steal your money. I'm Shelly Rigsby, manager of First National Bank of Murfreesboro. And I'm Amanda Gentry. Don't give your personal information to people you don't know, even if they say they're the police or anyone. Get with First National Bank of Murfreesboro, 2230 Mercury Boulevard. 